Welcome to Be All You Are, a midlife awakening podcast. I'm your host, Kena Paranjape, the founder of All You Are, a women's lifestyle brand, an entrepreneur, writer, and mother. This podcast is all about stepping into all you are. It's about reconnecting to your inner voice so you can hear the whispers of your true desires and cultivate the courage to create the life that is meant for you. Your dreams are your soul's voice. They are worth your time and attention. Now head out on that solo walk or settle into a cozy spot with a favorite beverage and join me. I can't wait to meet you. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Kena. I'm so happy to be here with you. Today is going to be a solo episode, and I'm going to be um, talking with you about something that I think is on all of our minds in this age of extreme consumption. Um, so more on that in just a second, but I wanted to first let you know about a masterclass that I am hosting on Tuesday, June 11th at noon Eastern. It is called Manifesting in Midlife. And the idea for this workshop really came to me as I work with women every week who are in the midlife range. So when I say midlife, I know a lot of people have negative associations with that. And I'm really just trying to address a stage of life. So women who are approaching 40, above 40, into their 50s and 60s. And I wanted to create a masterclass on manifesting specifically for this group because we have all these years of experience living life, reinforcing our thoughts, our beliefs, and you know, we've kind of gotten cozy with them. We've kind of gotten comfortable and cozy with those same thoughts and beliefs. And it doesn't necessarily mean that those beliefs and thoughts are serving us. And further to that, it doesn't necessarily mean that those thoughts and beliefs are true. So I wanted to create a space for us to start questioning those beliefs and also to learn about what manifesting really is. And I won't go too much into it now because I think we've all heard that word. There's like a million memes out there about manifesting. And, you know, I won't go into it too much. But what I do want to say is that I believe that the beauty in manifesting is that it is a way of being. It's not about something that you do, it's about the way you live your life. And if you can approach your life in this way, it opens you up to greater possibilities, opportunities, and what can feel like magic. And who doesn't want to feel like their life is full of magic? So to me, there is no downside to manifesting. And, you know, of course, in extreme situations, there could be some downsides, which I will briefly address in the workshop. But I want everyone to understand that this is truly about embracing a way of being that is about being open to life and about welcoming in all the good that's coming to us and noticing it and receiving it and then creating from that place. And that we're never creating alone. We're really co-creating with all the people around us that we haven't met yet, the universe. There is so much co-creation happening on a regular basis. And often we can't see that until we really look back and connect the dots. Um, so I'm very excited about this workshop. It's a 90 minute workshop 
We are going to also be talking about my personal steps and strategies um, to manifest that are rooted in teachings from spiritual and personal development teachers like Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, and Michael A. Singer, and of course, Oprah, the queen of manifesting. And we're also going to get clear on what you want to manifest and set you on the path to begin creating that vision that you see for yourself. Um, or that maybe you haven't really allowed yourself to see. So we're gonna we're gonna start there. Um, if you are interested in signing up for that workshop, the link is in the show notes. And um, as I said, it's virtual, and the recording will be sent to you if you're not able to make it live. Um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing you there. I think it's going to be really special. Okay, so let's get started um, today. I want to talk about something that I think we all struggle with, and that is feeling like we're constantly consuming and it's not conscious consumption, right? It's very much this steady stream of absorbing content that is placed in front of us. Sometimes we're the trigger for it, but it just feels like it's kind of coming at us from all directions, whether it is the news and the news alerts on your phone or social media, which if we don't rein in our practices around social media, it can become very draining. Um, Our email inbox, I think like for a lot of us, just those three things alone within 20 minutes can trigger us from feeling calm and peaceful to feeling anxious and um, that we're comparing ourselves to others and our mind is going towards negative thoughts. There's a lot that we um, take in that changes our, our um, really our, our mindset and how we feel just by the way we consume. So back at the beginning of 2023, I had made a quick list on a post-it note and, and I'd sent it out to my list, um, to the All You Are Quiet Sunday Note newsletter list. And those instructions, I'm going to repeat them here. It kind of makes sense to repeat them again now that it is almost June. And actually, I think it will be June 1st by the time this episode comes out. So I wanted to remind you of this list, instructions for a beautiful year. So the first one was put your phone down. We all need to put our phones down more, right? We have, our phones have become literally another appendage and we all know that. And I am in that camp. I put my hand up, I'm in that camp, Um, but we need to start putting our phones down. And by, by that, I mean actively putting it aside, like don't have it at the dinner table. If you go for a walk with your kids, just leave it at home. If you are out for dinner with friends, leave it in your bag. Don't even take it out. I think we need to just start getting into the habit of putting our phone down, putting it away. You know, a big thing that we talk about in my group program for women is the first hour after you wake up, do not look at your phone. Do not check your email. Do not look at social media because all of those things um, inundate us with messages rather than us choosing what we want to uh, receive or how we intend the day to go. So that's the first thing, put your phone down. The second thing was to make new real life connections. 
And I think especially coming out of the pandemic, we, um, you know, have gotten used to being virtual to the point where we don't realize how much we need in real life connections. You know, it's funny, my boyfriend or a man friend, as I like to call him, because we are now in our mid forties and boyfriend sounds weird. He was just saying that, you know, he started networking and looking for some new opportunities and he's been meeting people in real life. And he said, wow, I forgot how nice it is to like be out on the street and be meeting somebody. And then you leave and you run into somebody else and how, how soul enriching it is. So what I want to encourage you to do in this back half of the year is to make some new real life connections. So that's the second thing, instructions for our beautiful year. The third thing is to slow the F down. And let me remind you that I made this list first for myself because, you know, as an entrepreneur and a mom who is co-parenting a young daughter, I rush around a lot. I rush around. I rush through my to-do list. I feel like I'm always, I was always rushing out the door and I realized that rushing wasn't serving me and it was kind of leaking into every other part of my life. It was sort of like, even when there were moments of calm, my mind was rushing. And so I think that the idea of slowing down and um, being more mindful has really taught me that I actually get more done because my brain isn't racing. Um and I'm more present, I'm more effective, I'm more connected to whoever it is that I'm speaking to or whoever I'm with, especially when I'm with my daughter. So I think June is the perfect time to remind ourselves to slow the F down. It is summertime and let's just savor it and, and not rush through it. It goes by way too fast. Okay. The fourth thing is to have fun every single day. Oh my goodness. We need to be having more fun, don't you think? (laughs) Again, I think especially coming out of the pandemic where we were, for the most part, uh, like completely in survival mode, I think that we lost touch, or so many of us lost touch with how much fun fuels us, inspires us, connects us, um, makes us feel alive, makes us appreciate and enjoy life. And in the end, we are not here to just survive. We're not here just to get through and just to make it. We're here to grow as tall as the tree that's outside my window, right? We're here to lie in the grass and look up at the leaves and notice the bird feeding worms to their little baby birds, which is what I saw out of my window yesterday. We're here to run in the park with our kids and whatever fun looks like to you, have more of it and have fun every single day. We don't need fun to be when we're on vacation We don't need fun to just be, um, you know, when we take a break, we can have fun when we're on a work call even. So the the fourth thing um, is to have fun every single day. 
Now, the fifth thing on my instructions for a beautiful year is to be bold. And when I say be bold, I want to make the distinction that we want to aim to be bolder than we ever have been before. And I think why I love this one so much is because it is a way to push ourselves past our comfort zone, beyond our limiting beliefs, but not in a way that feels like I'm doing this kind of thing that has a lot of resistance behind it. I'm pushing past a comfort zone. I'm busting through limiting beliefs. There sounds like so much, it doesn't sound like that much fun, right? It just feels like there's a lot of resistance around that. But when you say be bold, that sounds exciting, right? It sounds exciting. It sounds fun. It sounds adventurous. And be bold could mean something different for each one of us, depending on what's happening in our lives, what our dreams and goals are. Um, But it's really determining what being bold means for you. If maybe you've been a brunette your whole life and you're feeling like you want to make a shift in identity and you go blonde, maybe you um, invite someone to your podcast that is like sort of on your, like they're never going to say yes list, right? Like, so that would be an example for me. I've been sort of dreaming up who are some amazing guests that I feel like Maybe they wouldn't want to be on my podcast, but I'm going to ask them anyway. Um, Going beyond beyond that safety zone and into the dreaming zone by being bold. Um, Another example would be to sign up or apply for a course or a program that you've kind of been thinking about, but the next real step would just be to apply. It doesn't mean you have to do it, but you could apply and see what happens right? That would be a bold move. So looking at what would be and feel bold and feel almost exhilarating to you. So that's the fifth instruction for a beautiful year. And the final instruction for a beautiful year is one that really resonated um, when I first shared it back in January. And that's what I want us to focus on for a good part of the uh, this week's episode. And that is to create more than you consume. So when I look back on my last year, 2022, now we're halfway through 2023, uh, it was a year of a lot of change and it was a lot of um, you know physical change, emotional change, letting go of things, inviting new things into my life. And with that came a lot of feeling of overwhelm right? We feel overwhelmed because we're processing a lot. And to cope with that, I found myself looking for distractions. Da, da, da. (laughs) Social media, the easiest distraction of all and probably the most insidious, right? So I just found myself turning towards social media as an escape from the overwhelm. And I made a commitment this year that I was going to shift that balance and that I wanted to be focused on creating this year versus just mindlessly consuming. So for me, I obviously have a business and I do need to be on certain social media platforms. But now when I open social media platforms, I am there with the intention. Am I there to create 
or am I there to consume? Now, I definitely do need to consume content. And, you know, one of the things that I've done is really edited my feed so that I'm at least consuming content that inspires me and doesn't trigger me and, um, you know, kind of lifts me up. But even with that, you can get carried away. So I have this clear intention when I open Instagram, for example, am I there to create or am I there to consume? Um, And then I started thinking about that theme of consumption versus creation just in the rest of our lives beyond social media, which is the obvious. So I found that it's actually quite easy to pull all of our activities that we do on a day-to-day basis into either a create or consume bucket. So here are some ways that we consume in our day-to-day life. We scroll social media, as I just mentioned, we watch Netflix or any of the other streaming channels, if that's what they're called. (laughs) We have um, email newsletters that we read. We listen to podcasts. I definitely love consuming podcasts. Hopefully you're loving, enjoying this one. Um, We read and listen to the news. We read books. We online shop. And then of course there's eating, right? Like mindlessly eating. And um, that's very much another way that we consume. So the value of what we consume varies depending on what it is that we're consuming and then our intentions behind the consumption. So let me give you an example to illustrate this better. Um, I love taking a day to binge watch a great show. I love doing that. It doesn't happen very often. Um, It's a way to sort of give in and rest and turn off my mind I, I I honestly wish I had more days to do that. And, you know, I think like, what's the last show I did this with? I think it was Truth Be Told on Apple, um, Apple TV. Anyway, I just, I just love like intentionally taking a day like that, right? I also mentioned that I'm obsessed with podcasts and reading personal development and entrepreneurship books. And so when I absorb this kind of information, I feel inspired, energized, and motivated. So there's definitely, um, you know, when I'm watching a great show, there's, I'm consuming something that's entertaining me. And the intention behind it is to just take time for myself and to shut off for a bit. And similarly, when I'm listening to podcasts or reading personal development books, um, again, the, the content is inspiring to me, but also the intention is to grow and to learn and And nowadays, it's also to share what I'm learning. But on the other hand, if I watch a show that brings on feelings of anxiety, no matter how entertaining it is, or I become too absorbed in the news or scroll mindlessly on social media, I often end up feeling fearful, disempowered, and sometimes even experience feelings of hopelessness, which is a terrible feeling. Um, And I've even, I've noticed this even when, Um, watching shows at night. I used to love sort of like kind of anxiety ridden, um, suspenseful shows that were action packed and a lot of drama. And I still enjoy them from time to time, but I found now I don't love the way they make me feel. So I've become really intentional about that. Um, So what I'm trying to say here is that when it comes to consuming, what we consume and how much of it we consume can really affect the quality of our life. Now, let's look at the ways we create on a day-to-day basis. So here are some examples. There are a million. 
forging a new relationship or strengthening an old one. That is a form of creating, doing something you've never done before, literally could be anything. Writing to share what you're learning, meal planning or trying a new recipe, organizing and decorating your home, forming a stronger, creating a stronger body through exercise and sports, starting a side hustle or a fun project. Creating, unlike consuming, almost always leads to feelings of well-being. When we create, we're in the moment. We're focusing on something that feels good to us while we're doing it. Often it leads to something that we or others can benefit from, benefit from or enjoy as well. Creating allows us to grow and expand. Creating allows us to express ourselves through action. Creating puts us in that coveted state of flow. So have I made a case for creating? I think so. (laughs) I think this is why I have always felt that the word creativity was so much more powerful than we really give it credit for. Um, I used to actually host workshops on creativity and the purpose of those workshops was to, it wasn't for artists. It wasn't for self-professed artists or self-professed creative people. It was for anybody who thinks they're not creative actually, or who has a sense that they have a creative side to them that they haven't tapped into. Because the truth is we're all creative. We're all meant to create and we all feel great when we're creating. So this week, what I want you to do is try doing an audit of your activities. How much time are you spending consuming versus creating? And as you pick up your phone this week, or you switch on the television, or you open your laptop, ask yourself, what is my intention right now? Am I here to consume or create? And if I'm consuming, will it feed my mind or will it deplete it? A good way is to just you know, notice how you feel. You know, I can give you a great example. The other day I was getting ready to take my daughter to school. And as I was getting her ready, she was taking her time. So I was on my phone, just looking at my calendar. Then I kind of went through a few emails and I opened up social media. And within a 10 minute time period, I had checked all these things and sort of overwhelmed myself with like, oh my God, that's a cool thing that somebody else is doing. And oh gosh, I don't have a reel ready for today. And oh, I have this meeting that to prepare for. And within a short time span of consuming all this information, I felt more stressed out. <laughs> I felt overwhelmed. I definitely felt like I wasn't in, no, I was no longer in the moment. Um, so I want you to notice that for yourself. Notice how you feel when you just kind of check something or, 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 um, you know, you look at your email when you're on the go instead of intentionally looking at it. I want you to try that. I want you to let me know how it goes. That's it for this week's episode, all about really thinking about the back half of this year. And I'm going to quickly repeat the instructions for a beautiful year. Um, because I do think that they are worthy of um, repeating and of remembering. So the first one is to put your phone down. The second is to make new real life connections. The third is to slow the F down. There is no need to hurry. 
The fourth is to have fun every single day. Perfect summer instructions. <laughs> the fifth is to be bold, bolder than you've ever been before. And the sixth, finally, is to create more than you consume. And when you do consume, be careful of what you consume and consume with intention. Thank you so much, friends. I love sharing this space with you. And if you are enjoying this episode or this podcast, I would be so appreciative if you'd share it with a friend um, and as well, head over and give it a five-star review. Um, your five-star reviews really help with the algorithm and, and kind of allowing it to be exposed to more people. So um, I would really appreciate that. And as I mentioned, my new masterclass, Manifesting in Midlife, is on June 11th. The link to register is in the show notes. You can also reach me on Instagram or via my website if you have any questions. Um, I love hearing from you. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found inspiration and use this podcast to start stepping into all you are. To hear more about the podcast, follow me over on Instagram at Kana underscore all you are. Send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and leave me a five-star review. Until next time, remember to keep exploring what it means to be all you are.